You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Now, year two of the Jed Fish era. What is the best historical comparison for Jed Fish at the University of Arizona, and how can he maybe learn from some lessons? Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, with the great John Schuster right there. Give us a, well, I was going to say, I was almost said, give us a call. No, you can't give us a call. But, um, I guess you could. We just might not answer. Well, I won't answer it. You know what? Our uh, dedicated, uh, our dedicated secretary will absolutely take your call. We're just not giving out the phone number, so there you don't have to call. But um, we're in year two of the Jed Fish era right here. And we uh, yesterday we broke down just kind of the previous couple coaches because there's been there's been a lot of coaching turnover here in the last. Well, has there been a lot of coaching turnover? No, not really. It's about par for the course, no? Yeah, probably. I, yeah. I think sometimes it works out to being average. Probably some have stayed here a little bit longer, and some have been here. Uh, two of them have been here in very short periods of time. I don't think Arizona's coaching turnover is any more dramatic than a lot of other schools, and probably even less given the frustration that this program has experienced. All right, I do apologize for that, but now let's talk about the, hey, I am apologizing. My apologies. Yeah, your- I, I don't know why you necessarily needed to do that, but it was nice nevertheless. Etiquette, Mike Luke. Etiquette. Etiquette. You know, when some go low, I go high. So, um, all right, so John Makovic is essentially run out of town. Um, there's a player mutiny involved uh, that, you know, Basically, see you later. It was a basically it was a perfect storm of being a bad coach, kind of a crummy person, and having absolutely no capacity to relate to any of his players. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's okay. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. So you bring in Mike Stoops then, and at the time I remember this very well. I was in high school. I was ecstatic when they brought in Mike Stoops because, quite frankly, you got to remember at the time we're talking two thousand and three. The Stoops name is the biggest name in college football right at that point. Brother has just come off winning a national title. They're always in the title game. Uh, Mike Stoops was his defensive coordinator. Stoops comes in with that name. He's going to recruit. He's going to be able to bring guys in, all of that stuff. And so the first thing he does, though, he comes in here, and there's just not much talent. There's just not much to work with here. The first thing he does in that first year, though, is he gets guys to at least play hard. It was a three-win team, but I remember thinking, and you and I have talked about this before, that, man, he sucked everything he possibly could in a good way out of that three-win team right there. That was the first move that I was like, okay, it's a little bit of a different era here. And there was a chance they could have won five. They yeah. were that close, uh, and and had they won five, we may be talking about a very different uh, dynamic uh, as it played out. But, yes, I think – in 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 a way, Stoops basically tomiized that first Arizona team that he coached. Uh, limit possessions on the offensive end. Try not to make mistakes. You know that you're struggling. If you you got a decent punter, if you're playing for field position, okay. Have a bend, but don't break defense. It takes a lot of time off the clock. And uh, if you're you know if you can keep things close, maybe you can luck your way into a W that you don't have any business uh, doing. Uh, but the good news there is, even though they were three and eight, 
they were competitive, I think, to a level that surprised a lot of people. And the fan base remained excited uh, heading into year two, hoping that Arizona was about to, about to turn the corner. The difference with Stoops that is not comparable with any other coach in the modern era who has been through Arizona is that Stoops was the first time that the Arizona Athletic Department appeared to the public to take its football program seriously. Right. Arizona was serious about winning football games and serious about going out and getting a legitimate coach with a legitimate pedigree. Somebody, let's let's back up. Obviously not a legitimate head coach, but somebody clearly with a legitimate pedigree. It had some potential to that's absolutely right. That, to, to take Arizona to places that Arizona had not been. Arizona was close, but they had not been, and the fan base was disappointed. This guy came in, and now people are like, okay, uh, we like football. Uh, we think we've we got a named coach here, and they're drawing 50K or more a game. Right. Uh, so, so there was a I, – I think there was more buzz during the initial Stoops era Mm-hmm. Than at any point, and 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 how long yeah, is that? Oh, exactly year three, right. year four, something like that. Than at any time anybody else can really recall about Arizona football. Possible blip exceptions: nineteen ninety four, when Arizona's a preseason number one on the Sports Illustrated cover, uh, and then how Arizona and Arizona heading into the Penn State game in nineteen ninety nine. There was a lot of buzz going into that. Clearly, there was buzz in the midseason. Uh, when Arizona was stringing some games together and had chances to go to the Rose Bowl uh, in November. Uh, and, and then frustration followed there. But at the beginning of years, and, and and with the general health of the football program, the community was more invested during the initial Stoops years than at any point in time that I think uh, has happened before or since. Uh, in regards to Arizona football. And you know what it was, too? It was kind of a perfect storm in that, yes, Arizona wasn't winning games, but they were remarkably more competitive than they had just been even that previous season. And he was also able to sell. He had some young talent that was in. I believe that his first recruiting class, that very first year, you had Antoine Quezon starting on one side of the corner. You had Will Ray Fontenot on the other side. Two freshman corners that you know were, would become staples of what Stoops wanted to do right there. And so that was, he was able to, and then he was started looking at some of the recruiting classes that he was starting to bring in. A Willie Tuitama, who was a fairly renowned regional recruit. And so you always kind of had that hope that, all right, just kind of weather this storm and Arizona's going to start winning some games. And by about, and so year two, they still go three and eight, but it just feels much different at that point because you've broken into Itama. You know that he's going to be your starting quarterback. It's a little bit like Jaden Delora now, I think, with uh, Jed Fish. That's who you're going to be going with for the foreseeable future. You brought in that trio of receivers from, I think it was Dale Sean Dean, Terrell Turner, Terrell something or other. You had Bell in the backfield. So you could already see by that year, by second year, you had at least a template of what he was looking for and what Arizona was going to try to become. And it looked like they were bringing in better players, as you yes. noted, which, which again, if you're playing with inexperience, and this is the dynamic that you're talking about with Jed Fish right now in the current incarnation of Arizona, is when, you, when you've got a massive rebuild, and Stoops had a massive rebuild, and mm-hmm. Fish is in the midst of a massive rebuild. Uh, you're hoping that young guys provide you with potential. You can, you're, as a fan, you can see the potential, and that potential then makes you interested for the direction that Arizona football may ultimately be going. 
Uh, and at that point in time, I think that was a pretty new thing uh, for a lot of the Arizona fan base when it involved Stoops. Consider Dick Tomey was their coach for 14 years. Right. Uh, so, so that's a long period of, of, of time to really experience a good year too. Makovic was a disaster. So they didn't have any of that built in either. You're looking at now, Tommy was there 14 years before, uh, after that, Makovic was there. So, so you're like 16, 17 years. you got to be a fan who remembers quite a bit of Arizona football to get back the year two of Tommy, which is like, ah, I guess that's okay. And, right. And even before that, Larry Smith was a progression year-by-year year improvement coach. Year right. one was better than year two, which was better than year three, which was better than year four. So at the time, you didn't really necessarily know how good what you had with Larry Smith. So now you're going back to Jim Young in the mid-70s, and, and, and you're right. 30 years detached uh, from, from a year two excitement thing that may have been uh, involved in the program. And that's what uh, that, that was a really unique era uh, for uh, Arizona athletics and I think the Arizona fan base. And in many ways, it, it turned out to, being, to be a difficulty for every coach that followed. Because when Stoops ultimately couldn't win to the level that the fan base wanted, whether the fan base was delusional or not is perhaps another topic for another time. Right. I think but because they couldn't win then, the fan base felt shunned. They went on the honeymoon. They thought it was great. This was going to get them to where they ultimately wanted to get. And when it didn't happen, they wanted nothing to do with Arizona football ever again. And this is the apathy that you're ultimately dealing with, that Rodriguez has dealt with, uh, that Sumlin dealt with, and Jed Fish is dealing with now. I think what Stoops was fascinating is that you had, by this point, by year four, it was clear that he could get Arizona to a pretty consistent eight-win basis. Um, I think the team that was, was it the team that went to the Las Vegas Bowl, um, I think that was probably the high mark of the Stoops era. Um, I think you and I have talked about this before. That was also a team that I believe Rob Gronkowski could have been on had he not been hurt that year. And so there's always something that happens a little bit with Arizona where, you know, an injury happens or there's just something. But Stoops showed that you could get to the eight-win plateau. But I think what turned so many people off from Stoops, and I don't even know that this is necessarily his fault, is that it just felt like, all right, well, you're at eight wins. Why can't we get to nine? Why can't we get to 10? Why are we still kind of hovering around this third place in the Pac-12 South type standing? There's also a couple of, there, there are a couple other things that I think play into this as, as well. Um, one of them was that if you can win 10, 11 games and you even get to the Rose Bowl, which is obviously right. at the time the magic destination that Arizona could never achieve, then all of Stoops antic-based nonsense on the sidelines is funny. You right. look the other way, you deal with it's it. Bobby it's Knight when he's winning, not Bobby Knight when he's not winning. He's your pain in the ass, okay? Yes. But you'll look the other way if he wins. When he isn't winning, now that exacerbates itself, and you start to think, well, if, you, if you're acting like that kind of an ass uh, on a regular basis on every call, you're not going to get big calls by the officials. You're, you, you know, little things are just going to break your way. At least show a little bit of maturity out there was, you know, a, a fairly common storyline. Uh, some television networks when they were in town would have eventually, and our good pal, since I'm dropping good pals this week, our good pal Rob Lance made this suggestion when, when he, Brad, and I were doing radio many years ago that television broadcasts ought to have a Stoops cam. Yes. And 
I remember Rob saying that, and then it happened maybe a few games later or a year later or something like that, where television finally uh, kind of came came around. But he was absolutely right. Stoops was his own level of entertainment for good or for bad. And it's bad if you're not winning. It's embarrassing if you're not winning. You look the other way if you are winning, and Stoops didn't win enough for the Wildcat fan base to ultimately look the other way. I think also the overtime, the multiple overtime loss yeah. to Oregon right. was one of the – You felt like you were that – you were really that was, close. That was the biggest setback, one of the bigger setbacks in the modern era of Arizona football. And to some degree, I'm not entirely sure it's something for which Arizona has recovered. Right. And so, all right, let's take a quick break here. But first, we need to also tell you about Bet Online Sportsbook. If you ever wanted to bet against a team these past couple years and you thought that Mike Luke didn't know what he was talking about, Bet Online Sportsbook would be that spot. You'd want to go on there. You'd want to bet against what Mike Luke's saying. You could have bet against those win totals and you could have made some money. Bet Online Sportsbook's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. You can get in game bets. You can get props. You can get all kinds of things right there. And again, Football, basketball, right around the corner. You got baseball right now. Why not keep your feet wet a little bit? Get in there. Check it out because you've got basketball and you got football coming up here in just a moment. All right. We will be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. So Mike Stoops, though, by the end, I think it was – he was – and it's kind of the tale of almost every Arizona football coach that's been moderately successful. We're not talking about Sumlin. We're not talking about Makovic. But Dick Tomey obviously had, and I'm not going to throw Larry Smith in there because Larry Smith took on a better job, which, as you've talked about, is maybe the ultimate sign of his greatness, that he left Arizona to a better job. Whereas but, nobody else who has left Arizona has had much of a career in football since. Correct. So Arizona then, um, Dick Tomey is able, Dick Tomey gets higher highs than any of these other coaches, but he's not really ever able to build off a of 94. He's not really able to build off 98 because after 94, it was that weird season after where you, you, you talked about where you could have probably gone 11 and one, but you end up going eight and four. Then you have a couple seven and five, six and six years. Then you have the 12 and one team. And then they go five and six, six and six, whatever the case may be. Stoops gets to that eight-win figure, just can't really get over that hump. And by the end, I was ready to move on. Um, they had a brutal schedule. Granted, it seemed like they were playing top ten teams each week, but it just didn't feel like the program was headed in the right direction at that point. Well, by the time they played Oregon State and got absolutely obliterated in Corvallis, I think the writing was on the wall. Right. Uh, and and it was an unfortunate scheduling thing that worked against them because I don't, you know, it's been many years, so I don't know how much folks recall, but in a 10-game stretch, I think Arizona played, what, eight teams ranked in the top 15? Right. right. And strong a couple, and they were just, and they were just overmatched. Right. And then it started to snowball and snowball and snowball. And then they got up to Oregon State, and I think they were just a beaten product. And, right. and by that time, I'm not entirely sure that Stoops hadn't tapped out. And he kind of had a fairly good idea where this was going, and it wasn't good. And I think at the time, uh, then athletic director Greg Byrne made a good decision to make a change. And, so and, and I think, his, I think the, the, the hire he made was good. Right. Let's and it, but, but that hire ended up, Mike, with the same kind of fate that befell pretty much every Arizona football coach for the last 30 years. So let's talk about that fate here coming up on the other side. 
for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, Rich Rodriguez takes over then the helm from um, Matt or Matt Scott from um, uh, uh, Mike Stoops. And in all in all fairness, he was he was left some talent. I mean, you had a Kadeem Carey in the backfield. You had Matt Scott, which you know Matt Scott. If you're if you're taking over a program and Matt Scott's a senior on the roster, you're more than okay with having Matt Scott as your quarterback. And the first when when Rich Rod came in, it was you immediately felt that he had a higher understanding of X's and O's than maybe any other coach, at least that I had seen here, especially his offense. It looked like he just had an uncanny ability to get guys into space, to be able to make his offense move up and down the field. Um, the problem, though, and was uh, it's going to be the same thing, and Jed Fish is going to have to try to avoid this, is you got to a point with uh, Rich Rod, and for different reasons than with Mike Stoops, you couldn't get over that seven or eight win hump. You had that Fiesta Bowl year, 10 and four, and then you return and you have the 11th rated uh, recruiting class in the conference, which again is basically the kind of the storyline of all these coaches that when you got to a high mark, you just couldn't get over. You couldn't build on that. If anything, you took a step back towards mediocrity. You can't be, you and take, 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 take recruiting ratings for whatever they're worth. You know, but nowadays they're probably generally accurate. If you were five, six, or seven in recruiting coming off a good season, that's fine. It's not a it's not a dynamic recruiting class, but it builds depth. If you're eleven, you're not building depth. You're hurting yourself down the line, and you're going to have to fill in at the time with JC kids, and then you got to get the JC thing right. And you're really going to have you're playing catch up if you've gotten an 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 eleven ranked in the conference uh, recruiting class. And then if you have another one of those, you're screwed. Uh, and that was, you may not be screwed in, you know, this year, but you're dead in the water two years from now. Right. And that was kind of, and, and that was ultimately the direction that uh, Arizona went under, under Rodriguez, which was frustrating. I think it, and it's also an interesting thing about football in general too. I think you're right about Rich Rodriguez's understanding of X's and O's but only in terms of offense. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, great point, great point. So, so it's like, yes, he was, he was a phenomenal, and I think to some degree still is, has a phenomenal understanding and a great ability to communicate that understanding of what you want your players to do on the offensive end. Defensively, they ran a gimmick that worked at West Virginia and didn't work at Michigan and didn't work here. Uh, right. and, and so their defense was terrible. Their defense right. was overmatched. Their defense was completely dominated. And so what you had was this weird dynamic where, yeah, Rodriguez was an ass to all football coaches to some degrees are asses. It's a tense right. job. Um, <clears throat> so there was a point, that, that, but there was a part of Rodriguez that was a lot like Makovic, but he lucked his way into, lucked or skilled his way or had better talent his way of winning more games than Makovic ultimately could. They were both offensive guys. Uh, they both knew that side of the football. Defensively, their teams were dreadful. Uh, right. So I think it's an important distinction to make when we talk about Rodriguez being a great X and O's guy. Rodriguez was at Arizona an excellent offensive mind, and his team showed that. You're right. They were able to get into space. He could recognize talent. He utilized that talent in an appropriate way. He made quarterbacks better than they probably ultimately were based on the system, and Arizona could put up – 45 points a game and give up 58 on a consistent basis just as often as maybe they'd win 45-38. So yeah, it was exciting, 
uh, but in the end, you still won the same amount of games. Right. All right. That's basically what Jed Fish is dealing with here. The big thing is when you win, you got to be able to continue to build on it. That's where these Arizona coaches have fallen short. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats.